Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Here's Gulami. Oh, what's in the box? Welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers, the <laughs> podcast that you guys love so much. Hey, hey, hey. This is a podcast where we talk about comic books and movies mm-hmm. per episode, not together. We're not yeah. a pop culture podcast. Yeah. I mean, I guess- I Sometimes. You get yeah. one of each a week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like a rude way. You no. Know, we, just, we don't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we present it to you in the best fashion we can. We're not rude about it. I'm a little rude about it. Yeah, you're a little rude about it. Um, my name is Ian. I'm this, Kenny. This is Paul Damien. And sorry. we have a returning guest, Matt. You were here earlier this week. Hey, hey. Yes, hey. I was. Well, you know, it was a surprise that you showed up at all. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So apparently I didn't fully confirm that you were coming. <laughs> <laughs> so he had mentioned in passing you maybe here days ago. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Yeah, mentioned that you might, you know, have had consumed the content necessary, but never really specified that you were actually going to show up until he showed up this morning. So, so it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's even funnier because I, I literally just asked Damien, "Hey, am I, am I going to be on the podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, he was like, "Yeah, of course, oh, yeah, yeah, for that sure." Was sure. Thing, Matt. That's, yeah, he was like, "Yeah, absolutely." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, I that didn't know like if I was just going to okay. like, you know, be watching." Or what. <laughs> so I mean, you, if you, say so. you weren't just a surprise guest for our audience; you were a surprise guest for us and for yourself. Yeah. I was yeah. Good job. Surprises all around. Great job. But what? Great uh, job. What are we talking about today, Matt? Let you drop the bomb. Oh, we're talking about the. It's not the Batman. It's just Batman and Batman Returns. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. dude. What, what years? Because there's so many Batman movies. Yeah. Okay, it's Batman 1989 and Batman Returns 1992. Uh, from both from Tim Burton. Yeah. 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 All right. Woo! And so these are the Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. Yes. Which. Timely because Bat- the Batman should have just come out uh, maybe a week ago or yeah. or this week. I don't remember. So we're the on schedule. That, that Bat content right now, right? You know? right. But DCEU movies are going to get yeah. hot again. Woo. The Flash comes out this year. Michael Keaton is in it. Just drop it on yes. this, this guano. You know? I didn't know he was in it. <laughs> yes, Michael Keaton is reprising this mm-hmm. role, this Batman, this Batman in the Flash movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And not even Shocking fucking off. with you. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, not no. even fucking with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it's now it's going to be all my theories. Or maybe about, he's going to a different it. universe. Yeah, uh, he could be in a different universe. I'm that's assuming fine. he's going to just be like the aged out Batman, who's just like the man in the chair type brute, right. you know, bad. Like for like Batman Beyond kind yeah, of stuff. Exactly. Which is something that I talked about a while back. That I would love for them to do a Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine Ezra Miller as Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. No, it might be better than him as Flash. Yeah, I agree with that. No, <laughs> you just don't like him. I would. I would honestly. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Robert Pattinson as Batman Beyond. I don't want that. No, I, I, thought, I think that I want a kid. Cool. You like I want a, a younger person, and Ezra Miller is still like kid area. Well, I might as well do Tom Holland. You know, he's just getting oh, all the projects no, right no, now. No, might as well. No. <laughs> Fuck it, you Chris Pratt. Pratt. It's Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's Chris Pratt. He's, he's Batman. Chris, he's, Batman. <laughs> he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. 
<laughs> he plays Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Playing> Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, oh, so anyway, shit. we're talking about the Tim Burton Batman movies. Oh my god, there was two of them. There was almost going to be three of them. And there was going to be a Superman with Tim Burton. And so wow. what I can say off the top is that I had definitely at least seen some of Batman Returns before because mm. I remember just being fucking horrified of Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Mm. But I had never seen Batman before. I had never. Really? There was not a moment of that movie that I actually had, was like, oh, I've definitely seen right. this before. So, so that this was new for me. So growing up, I had seen clips of Batman. But mm-hmm. as a kid, it's not something you're particularly interested in revisiting these movies and actually watching them and paying attention to them was a gift to me. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to have presented it to yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> Especially being Tim Burton films. Yes. Uh, they, they, they weren't what I expected, right. but they were great in every way on their own just because of that. I don't, they yeah. are shamelessly Tim Burton. Is I, what I, I think say the to second one more than the first one. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and one thing when me and Matt started watching the first one, right? Um, he just went looked at me. He was like, "These are the most comic book movies I've ever seen." Right. I, I looked at them and, and I was just like, "This looks like if you could capture a comic book and put it onto the big screen and just make these real people." But every way they acted and, mm-hmm. and the only thing missing from it was there's no weird angles, no close up on the lips or anything dramatic <laughs> yeah. like that. But yeah. aside from that, the characters act and talk and the world is just engulfed in and a comic book. It was made at the melodramatic. perfect time. Right? Yeah. And by the mm-hmm. perfect director mm-hmm. for it to be exactly this way. And I'm I'm happy it exists as it yeah. is. So Tim Burton wanted to be in animation. That was what mm. he wanted more than anything. Yeah. And I think his love of, you know, cartoons, comic books, that shows in these movies. Mm-hmm. And and I, 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 I've watched the first Batman movie like 400 times. Oh, really? Because wow. I, 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 right. I actually have it on VHS in the other room. I've had it. My I hope whole that's life. how you experienced it for this rewatch. I hope you just popped in that so VHS. And... This was the first time I watched it in HD. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, was there different blatant HD. differences? I could tell definitely definitely there was i could tell like actual facial reactions and like i understood the film more than when i'd watched nice. it on vhs 200 times with the, the 10 squiggles going through their face <laughs> right. and they're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> reacting to something there's there's the goon at the very beginning where he like hangs him over the building uh-huh. he puts him he throws him back onto the gravel of the rooftop and then jumps off the building the goon crawls to the edge and goes <laughs> you know <laughs> like like what you yeah. know Seeing it here in HD, I was blown away. It was like the most crisp thing I've ever seen. That scene, for some reason, haunts me. It's like ingrained in my memory right. forever because I watched those fucking that VHS so many times. Mm-hmm. So I've actually seen both of these movies plenty of times. Really, um, as a kid, you mm-hmm. know. But still, watching them again, I got so much more out of them than I have in the past. Yeah, um, and it's more than just like a nostalgia factor, though. Because like I was able to dive a little bit more deeper and just enjoy these movies for what they are, mm-hmm. and they're just goofy comic book movies. They are, I love and it. and that's I think also the argument I like to make about the Schumacher movies that come later. Yeah, the Batman right. Forever and Batman uh, and Robin. Yeah, Batman and Robin. I love. By the way, I love like the name of those movies because they're like fuck. There's already Batman and Batman <laughs> Returns. What's mm-hmm. next? Uh, d- fucking Batman Forever. forever. <laughs> it's not fucking even the fourth it's movie. The fourth. <laughs> it's That's the so third true. one. And they're like, it's always Batman Forever. Yeah. Um, those Schumacher movies, though, they're 
it's strange to me they're seen as a collection. These are meant yeah. to be four movies that are one totality right. story. Yeah. yeah, but the the Schumacher movies are even more camp. Yeah, it's like Schumacher yeah. saw Batman Returns, not necessarily Batman, because Batman feels like a a like a Dick Tracy kind of mm-hmm. movie or something. It feels True. detective. It feels you know noirish. First of all, got the Gotham in this movie. Well, arguably, it's. I feel like what the main difference is fucking Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Like his acting for me really drove this mm-hmm. film, the mm-hmm. first one. Like he, it, I, he's incredible. I, yeah. I can't even remember how good he was from the, when I watched it as a kid and watching it now, I'm like, holy shit. I, I just need way more. Yeah. <laughs> no, for yeah. sure. He's, he's incredible as the, as the mm-hmm. Joker. And there's a good reason why people were afraid of Heath Ledger taking on the role mm-hmm. because, this was the best Joker we'd seen yet. Of course, Cesar Romero played Joker in the 60s Batman, yeah. but we're obviously not returning to that Batman ever again on no. the big screen. You exactly. know? So it, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, it, incredible. They gave him a name, Jack Napier, yeah. which yes. is not unlike, there's no other Joker that has a name in most comics except yeah. for, I think, like one. So and they use this name. Yeah. There's a few, there actually. Is? Oh, okay. There's a few different names. I don't remember them. But I did look it up. Uh, but this is the first iteration where they gave Joker a name. Yeah. And after this, they started trying to, I guess, give him a name and other mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, the Killing the Joke is the comic that really delves into his mm-hmm. backstory, isn't it? Yeah. 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 One of the only other ones that actually gives him a name is uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Right. Oh, yeah. yes. Arthur Fleck. So I just want to say that the Joker in this film was a great surprise for me uh of course all of it was but mm-hmm. um seeing jack nicholson as the joker i i immediately looked at damien i was like hey i guess the shinings in this movie right yeah <laughs> um, that's the only role i really deeply recognized him for uh but then as the joker emerges i i was drawn into that character in a weird way um i like that he wasn't my traditional depiction of a joker right. i like that his face looked plasticized Mm -hmm. um i liked that he had just this carefree comic book attitude Mm -hmm. i i liked everything about him um on a side note i wasn't a big fan uh michael keaton as batman oh really and that's something i was going to get into in a little bit is Mm -hmm. like the the fact that these movies don't have a lot of batman in them you Mm -hmm. know especially Uh, batman returns yeah (laughs) I will say maybe that's a bias I have from seeing so much uh, content of right. Batman that maybe that throws me off. But uh, and more modernized Batmans that exactly. are able to like do stuff, you know, right. is a big part of it. <laughs> right. But uh, I I was very happy with the uh, humanization level of these characters. Yeah. Uh, nobody's particularly overpowered like you would see in more uh, modernized movies mm-hmm. and, right. and that's, such like that. That's a very good call. Um, there's just a level of kookiness with the sanity it's very well balanced it's believable but it's it's also taking you to another world and yeah i I love the joker's character i love him perfectly as he is so i have seen so many images of jack nicholson as this iteration of joker and i never realized how much the 
the makeup on his face right. was so intense mm-hmm. on the actual smile because even when i was prepping myra to watch it i was like oh yeah he, it's just jack nicholson painted white i was like he's nothing to be afraid of so when they actually finally showed the reveal i was like oh they really did mess with his face more than i ever kind <laughs> yeah. of recalled um but i can get why people especially i always think about movies when we're watching these especially these older movies on the time they came out and in 89 that was the perfect way to kind of display the Joker. I mean, it's going to like practical effects at the time instead of them choosing to do anything crazy or like giving him like an even more insane, like, you know, semi CGI face or something. Or or like like, a bigger mask or something. Or like a big mask or something. Yeah, they chose to just do this really nice kind of makeup effect that really works for... I even liked how much it like limited Jack Nicholson's ability to move his face. So mm-hmm. it like ha- he had to kind of learn to work with it. And it, I feel like that's Which where we get job, those yeah. over animated facial expressions from him. It was him even working with the makeup to really get, mm-hmm. you know, what we're getting at. But it's, it's that having to go that next level that gives us that melodrama, that real quirkiness of comic book, you know, campiness that we get from it. Um, so, I mean, I really was kind of blown away at how much more intense his kind of display of it was um, than I than I would ever kind of experience, you know. Would you guys say that Tim Burton is um, a twisted fellow? <laughs> to say the least. I guess so. Um, it's very evident in both these movies, mm-hmm. the characters he wants to be on screen the most. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's always the villains. It's always the the misfortunate. Yeah. You know? The and, gross, in a way. Yeah, and it almost shows how much he almost didn't care about Batman. Mm -hmm. Like, of course he cared about Batman enough to portray him, to have him statuistic, to have the mobile, the Batcave, to have Alfred. Mm -hmm. Great interpretation Mm -hmm. of Alfred throughout these movies. Um, But you're right, Batman is kind of like... uh, like He falls by the wayside. He's the wayside, yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think I, I timed it. It was 18 minutes into the first movie before we ever even see him. And then it was like, I mean, you see him earlier in the second movie because he, we have that initial crime scene, but then it was like literally like 25 minutes yeah. before we saw him again <clears throat> it's after that. B- 20, so. 20 minutes before you even hear the word Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> true. You know, in, in Batman Returns. So I know, crazy. I think for, you're right, as much as he wanted to do a Batman project, he wanted a Batman project so he could do Gotham mm-hmm. and do the Joker and do the Penguin and do the things he was actually really interested in in the lore and not so much the pinnacle character right. himself, you know? How did you feel about uh, Michael Keaton in these movies? Honestly, I was pretty surprised rewatching it um, because I remember my memory of Michael Keaton as Batman was really good. What do you think of Michael Keaton's and perm in these movies? <laughs> I did not like it. Um, Ashley but, said that it aged him up a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, but watching it, watching him um, this past viewing, <laughs> I didn't like it. No. Um, I didn't like the Bruce Wayne that was being portrayed as well. That's not Michael Keaton's fault. That's more directing issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a bit of a bitch. Yeah. A bit of a little bitch. I... And there's no way in hell Alfred would tell him to or Batman would ever consider giving up his identity to anybody. Oh, even yeah, if just he's let him romantically in. involved with them. I don't <laughs> think Tim Burton really care about the main themes of it's what dumb. is considered Batman these days. Yeah. We Batman definitely killed in these movies without any kind of oh, shame. Definitely. Yeah. He yeah. pulled his mask off in front of people he had no business showing his identity to, you know, and yeah, yeah Alfred just let people into the Batcave like, oh yeah, it's fine if they know. That's no be- big deal, you know, so I, I really just don't think Tim Burton gave a shit about the rules that people had hammered into Batman and if anything intentionally went against them 
just a little bit to be like, no, this is my interpretation of right. this world and these characters. And this was a time where you could still kind of do that because you didn't have internet trolls yeah. back in 89 to well, be like, Batman sucked in these. Yeah, yeah. Burton, Burton is balls. Burton is balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, you're right. Yes. Uh, this is an interpretation of Batman. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I like to say about Schumacher is mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. those later movies, which go even campier, goofier. Um, it is a cool look at Batman. It doesn't necessarily mean that this is the only Batman that can ever be, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about these movies is mm -hmm. like Alfred is a little bit more aloof. He's not so careful about the identity of Bruce Wayne and stuff like yeah. that. And even Bruce Wayne is, He's like, oh yeah, Vicky Vale's fine. She can. Yeah, she can she's know. just down the world knowing yeah. now. That's what, fine. what is she a journalist? Yeah. She, what's <laughs> she her job? Huge stories. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. No, True. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> on, on a side note, the Vicky Vale character, uh, she shows up regularly in Batman comics. Is that a yes? Thing? Uh, yeah. yeah. I I was not aware of her whatsoever mm -hmm. before uh, either of these things, and to see her and, and kind of get more involved in the world was nice for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a nice. I like character. I like Vicky Vale. Mm -hmm. I think she's a good character. Mm -hmm. It does feel a little bit too much like another Lois Lane. Though. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, know, that's what I thought. And especially because her name is VV. Yeah. Like Lois Lane is LL, you know what I mean? Oh, and I freaking love Oh, the... like Peter Parker. Exactly, Bruce, another journalist. Bruce Wayne is the king of the, the uh, getting it on the first date, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude. Because we literally yeah. get the date, like, they had hardly any inter interactions with Wayne. each other, and then had a dinner on completely opposite ends of a comically large table, and then that, that worked. By know? the way, in his house, yeah. right? It's yeah. Just yeah. Like, Dude, and how old is Batman? It, 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 Michael Keaton movies. was 38 in this movie. Oh. So we'll say Batman. In 89. Yeah. Wow. We, we would say Batman was 38 then? Yeah. I guess so. Okay, so if Batman's 38, 38, uh -huh. if he's 38, how big is his fucking mansion that he's never been in this room before? So that's that's where I'm going. He is charismatic. Yeah. And that was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. I don't know. It meant it, He meant to press this button afterwards. Because <laughs> it was just a fart joke. Yeah. Um. No, but where you might not like him as Bruce Wayne, I do. I think he is a perfectly fine Bruce Wayne for this universe. Mm -hmm. And I think he's charismatic and I think he's interesting and he's also mysterious. Because, like, the part where the Joker goes to Vicky Vale's apartment and Michael Keaton happens to also be there, yeah. he, like, breaks the vase. He's like, you want to get crazy? Yeah. You know, like, like it's cool. Yeah. It's cool to see this unhinged, crazy little short guy. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. he's so cool to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think where it seems like Batman is a bitch in these movies, it's because Tim Burton doesn't know how to do action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the suit is, you know, one thing yes. I was going to get into. Their suit was so impossible to move around you in. Could tell. The limitations oh, on yeah. what he was able to do in the suit yeah. were so massive. You know, it, it there was only so much he could do. You know, yeah. there was only so much that could arms. be shot. There was only so much action that could be done with this ridiculously stiff mm -hmm. rubber monster that they had to squeeze into for, you know, every which, day. Which is that obvious. That sounds hot. Yeah. <laughs> as obvious as it was and as hard as it was to watch Batman in uh -huh. that way. 
I loved that about the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. it helped me to not take it seriously. He has to turn his whole body. Yeah. There's, there's a scene where he's uh, walking upstairs and uh-huh. he's trying to look up at the same time, <laughs> and his whole torso is just like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then he continues walking up the stairs and he has he to kind of look. He angles his body downward <laughs> yeah. to look at the steps as he's taking steps. So it's just an awkward movement, but yeah. I was like, this is great. It's I, because <laughs> from right, from below the collarbone all the way to above his head is one stiff piece of yes. rubber. <laughs> and honestly, I'll I'll bitch about this movie as much as possible, yeah. but in the end, I still I still love. You still love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and and speaking of which, that rubber, like when he rips off his mask mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's like, like, how is that durable enough to block bullets? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, what, how are you not dead? Uh, yeah. Like, how have you not died yet? <laughs> so, but I mean, I I think there's a lot of times that even though even some of the more like what are supposed to be like intense moments where he like flies into the background we see his silhouette in the background come down they still kind of come off as not quirky or more quirky than intense but i it all the time it felt like tim burton to me and that's what i'm going to kind of keep going back to is that i could understand that this is what this director wanted to make this is the guy that did edward scissorhands i'm surprised we didn't have a cameo of that asshole in this movie um who would you have wanted oh who would you want uh what's his face oh, imagine beetlejuice have just popped up on batman's shoulder and be like, do it do it kill, well, kill the joker michael keaton plays beetlejuice yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally him um, so funny one thing that really got me going with uh-huh. these movies was the gadgets um, yeah oh, how I, goofy I don't know they how looked. much yeah i don't know how much you guys paid attention to those but what what initially caught my eye was the batmobile mm-hmm. and just straight through the center of the entire thing is a jet engine mm-hmm. like you see it in the front it's incorporated in the design there's mm-hmm. the the intake there and then there's just a ball of fire spraying out constantly as yeah. it's driving around i thought that was so silly <laughs> and yet um, any vehicle can keep up with it no problem right yeah. right um <laughs> but then like there's there's these random scenes where for example this guy jumps at the Batman and he his foot's like straight at him, right about to kick him. Yeah, and, and he has that weird like projector he, thing. He, he, mm-hmm. he, he projectile has this thing? little thing pop out and it's specifically made to stop someone from kicking as if Batman knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I was so confused by that scene and I yeah. blame it on Tim Burton not mm-hmm. knowing how to angle it or depict right. it. No, but I love What that. did that rod hit? Did it did it hit him in the crotch? Did it hit his foot? I, like I, I felt like it was a pedal, like a, on a bicycle almost, oh. like, ready to catch his foot. And, and then like stiff throw him back. Like, nope. You, you thought you were going to do that? I had a thing specifically for your foot here, and he just kind of tosses him to the side. <laughs> well, that's the that's thing. So After silly. he hits him with the thing, the guy just falls straight down. down. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it's done. He's done so. And then there's a second guy that jumps in and falls straight through the floor, and then it's only when the third guy comes in that he actually fights him. It, it <laughs> it's was, like, who are these two goofballs? It, it was just like the Batman has a momentum-killing bike pedal (laughs) at all times yeah uh there was another thing i I can't recall 100% what it was he pulls something on his belt and it's just like a silly like he's ready in every situation yeah and this is the noise it makes every time exactly (laughs) there's a there's a scene much like these scenes you're describing where it's that guy with the swords and he's like Mm -hmm. going all crazy and then yeah and then batman just fucking kicks him in the face yeah (laughs) And there's so, several scenes that are just like this in both of these movies. To get into like the weak action yeah. sequences, yeah. So it's I re- almost it's like Tim Burton riffing on the on the Indiana Jones thing, mm-hmm. where yeah. the guy comes out with a sword and he just pulls out a gun, <laughs> and then that's it. You know what I mean? That's oh, what it feels like. And yeah. by yeah, the way, honestly. while talking about the Batman having all these crazy gadgets, I also love that the Joker is just as comically the same way. 
There's this scene where he, he has a, a little spray and his yeah. flower sprays out a little bit of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Acid. Acid, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just knocks the bell out. And he's like, you've been carrying this around the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you just ready with this? And it's just ready to, you know? It, I mean, in the comics, that's a thing me. too, right? Yeah. Even before yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. For sure, yeah. But that's that's also, like I said, uh, hinting on, hey, look how comic book these yes, characters exactly. are. Yes, exactly. They're just yeah, It's literally panels. Were, and I will say, they were much quirkier than I even kind of expected. Going Knowing they were Tim Burton movies and knowing everything I kind of already knew about them, they still like leaned into that quirkiness. And even the score is what amazed me because it was like, oh, this is literally the most Tim Burton thing I've ever yes. heard before in my life. Mm-hmm. It just really felt so much more of something from this era and something that was meant to be not taken seriously to its full extent right. you know That's what i mean funny it's funny that you say that because i was watching these movies at my house or well, my mom's house and hillary was there and she could hear it and she was like she was like what are you watching and i was like oh i'm watching batman and she was like oh the tim burton ones right and I was like, yeah. She was like, oh, I could hear it. I yeah. could hear the yeah. music in the background. That's how it's, I knew. It's Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. who is the voice of Jack Skellington. Oh. And the composer nice. of most of these films. Um, cool. I had no idea. The fact that he made Danny Elfman can compose these Batman movies mm-hmm. is what got him to be the composer on all three Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Oh, the wow. the heroic theme because I don't know if you guys noticed, but he did so much better in those. In what's, the sense yeah. of taking what's away Sam the Raimi doing next? He's doing something. In He's Marvel, doing right? the Multiverse of Madness yeah. oh, with okay. Danny Elfman. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm excited. Yes, I am too. <laughs> uh, Danny Elfman. He did the opening of Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. It starts yeah. with um, the Penguin's Birth origin. Origin. Yeah. The theme is immediately should be ear catching because it is the theme that they carry on to be the theme in the animated series. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's the fucking, like the most iconic Batman sound ever is the <laughs> theme. And it's just like, cause well, I, I argued. <laughs> yeah. Batman. No, but the second I started Batman returns, which I'd never seen before, it started with that theme. I was like, Oh, <gasps> Oh my god, I I was like blown away because it was just suddenly yeah. the fucking animated series, and right. I'd never seen this movie before, so I had no idea was in it. It was the the origin story you never expected. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the musical score. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you want to talk about the penguin before you go? Because I know that you might be leaving um, pretty soon. So I have a little bit longer, but so okay, the penguin. Uh, Danny DeVito as the penguin caught me off guard. Yeah, um, <laughs> as as every character in this has. Um, yeah. And I, I, I want to say I almost don't like the penguin as much as I <laughs> love him. I, I, I'll say I really liked Batman uh-huh. uh, more than Batman Returns as a film overall. Oh, okay, because um, it was more structured. You feel like I just I like the Joker's I character. So. Yeah. I like uh, all the, the Joker's too good. That was one hundred percent there. Um, but I also I I liked that the penguin was just hey. Uh, I'm gonna have all these penguins. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That he controlled penguins. I, I have the funniest fact about with, those penguins. With rocket launcher or with yes. rockets on their back, and then and then whenever they're looking and targeting something, they have a little eye patch yep. that pops out. And it's just like, <laughs> engaged. It's so it good. was just like such a, a '90s '80s kind yeah. of mm-hmm. Gundam-esque thing on penguins. <laughs> like yeah. it's the most Adam West thing. It's like the Adam West came out and so much more in the second half, where it was like, let's really just make some silly ass fucking Batman issues. You know, let's have the Joker in a fucking blimp. You know, like whatever. Yeah. Let's just go wild with the the silly. You know. But so, oh, also, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, no, go ahead. Also. 
the second film felt a lot darker mm-hmm. than the first film. And I think that's why I like the first film more, too. And I um, think that was why it had some issues when it first released, was people were bummed out that it was such a darker version of mm-hmm. the first movie they'd loved so much. Mm-hmm. That actually made it not do so well in its initial release. I think they were blockbusters regardless, mm-hmm. but I think critically. Yeah, yeah or critically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first movie did so fucking well by surprise yeah. that Warner Brothers was like, well, we got to bring Tim Burton back. We have to bring him back. And Tim Burton didn't want to do it. And so they were basically like, we will let you do whatever you want. And that's why Batman Returns is more true to a Tim Burton film, like nightmare than the first Batman movie, because he worked on Batman. Tim Burton sucks with structure. Yeah. Absolutely. Editorial. You know, like he, he, he's, he, it's hard for him to get anything done the way he wants it to be done. And whenever it comes out, it's half ass and shitty, like the children, peregrine children done. Yeah. Whatever that fucking <laughs> right. Um, but regardless, so that's why Batman Returns is so fucking bonkers. And then whenever they're like, okay, we're making a third one, and Tim Burton had all these demands, they were like, um, Batman Returns proved to us that we shouldn't let you off the leash, and that's why the third movie didn't go through. Gotcha. Mm, so he was planned to do even the third and potentially fourth movies, and they were like, well, you dropped the ball on the second one, bub. Yeah. What did you guys think of Catwoman? I mean, up until this point, we had, like, Catwoman from the 60s. So mm-hmm. this Catwoman was, like, a fucking, like, sex nightmare. She's you know like what a I mean? zombie right. now? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> so there's this scene, and I I might be getting this wrong. But uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I, I've got it right. Where she is whipping some mannequins mm-hmm. in front of the cops. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? So that scene was a one-take yep. uh, actual whip. And I, I, I didn't realize it. I knew this beforehand before watching the film. Yeah. But I didn't know it was this film. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's that scene. Yeah. Got you know. to give it up to Pfeiffer for yeah, actually right. getting yeah. That, that whip skills down. Yeah. You know. Sure. After they fucking shot that scene, everyone on set applauded. Yeah. They're like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Because it was just one and done. They had the two cameras set up over. Not there a were, stunt person or anything. It was probably, actually her. They were probably like telling her like, hey, it's okay if you don't get on the first mm-hmm. try. Yeah. This is kind of difficult it might take you a few tries and then she just did it first time they were blown away yeah that's like awesome. just get all the mannequins heads off we'll we'll crop the takes together to make it look like she hit all yeah. four of them off in one hint then she just went and fucking did it in yeah. one hit. <laughs> they're like oh well fuck michelle <laughs> that's pretty cool she said uh, no need i am Catwoman." Yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't even their first choice mm-hmm. i don't remember who they were trying to get beforehand but someone else fell through and they had to get uh, there, Michelle Pfeiffer. There was the a lot of that in these kind of movies. Um, like Jack Nicholson didn't want to do the Joker role initially. Oh, yeah. They so had to pay him the bukus. They had to pay him the bukus. And on top of that, they actually cast Robin Williams to do it instead. I mean, he had been hired to do the Whoa. role. And they were like, all right, if you don't do it, we're giving it to Robin and he's going to do it. And then Jack, and and Jack Nicholson was like, okay, I'll do the role. And so then they're like, sorry, Robin, we got Jack. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> and it put bad blood between Robin Williams and Warner Brothers oh, for a long time. He did crazy. not work. He he demanded an apology from him wow. for it, which I thought was nuts. It's like, you do Robin Williams that way? Honestly, freaking I, jerks. Love, I love Robin Williams you ima- so much. And to imagine him in that role and in the, I the don't charismatic Tim Burton world that it could have been. Absolutely. So I want him to work with, I, uh, dude, this era of Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. or of Robin Williams working with Tim Burton, that would have been incredible. But I don't want Jack Nicholson to not be the Joker. That's true. What did y'all think about, um, <clears throat> sorry, the Joker's, uh, 
way of killing people, like the the poisonous stuff. To, oh, oh yeah. yeah, to poison all the products. It seems like a comic book plot. Oh, and it feels right? like something the Joker. I mean, it still feels true to what I I know of the Joker, which is like games. You know, he's like playing a big game with Gotham, and it's like right. if you mix the wrong things, you lose. You know, that's true. And um, so I felt it really hard. And even having like the woman that he like burned half of her face dude, off, and so yes. she was like a monster. And he's like, ah, she killed herself. Darn. <laughs> it's like God, everything felt very true joker to me oh, okay i was just gonna say one more thing um that the the added ingredient that he used was called smilex mm-hmm. and tim burton directed another movie called charlie and chocolate factory where charlie's dad worked for a company named smilex oh wow. oh wow. that's incredible holy shit cool fun fact. So, um let's take a quick a quick break and when we come back we'll finish talking about uh the batman movies mm. Mm. And we're back. What are we talking about? Fools <laughs> <laughs> uh, so woke me up. We're, we're, we're still talking about the Batman and Batman Return. Not, not the Batman. Bat- I keep saying the Batman. It's just Bastard. Batman 1989 and Batman Returns 1992. Can anyone do their best uh, Gothamite goon voice of like, get the bat? Can anyone do a uh, good one? That was pretty good. Yeah, oh. that was, that's yeah, the best means- one. It's the Batman! <laughs> <laughs> You believe in the Batman? <laughs> I made Paul Damien almost choke on his own oh, laugh. Geez. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I'd be honored to get the shit beat out of me by Batman. I think if I lived in Gotham, I'd intentionally do crime because you have such yeah. better odds of meeting Batman, you oh, know? Or I just like, or I just like carry open cash out in public and be like, oh, I hope I don't get robbed. And then hope while I'm being robbed, Batman shows up, you know? Just consistently get robbed over a period of time until he shows up. I can't come up with a good one. (laughs) That's fine. So something I pointed out to Damien when we were watching... Get the bat! Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) When we were first watching this film is... Uh Which one? uh, Batman. Yes. Wherever the Joker went, (laughs) Uh there was a Joker logo on everything oh oh i didn't even mm. notice so for it you, you said it was a comic book looking thing? it looked very comic book like uh-huh. the drawing of him looked very oh right his yeah. emblem like, his, his face the, the little yes. emblem, yeah. Yeah. that was so funny to me because it was on all the goons they had a mm-hmm. little patch on them and he had like i don't know just props around that had his face on like a helicopter comes in and i'm pretty sure something like that where his face is on the side of the helicopter. Yeah. And he's like Joker products, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is totally Joker. Like, uh, yes, Joker does that even in the comics. I was gonna books. say, I love the idea of criminal warlords accessorizing their goons. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, y'all all need to look alike. I'm gonna yes. get you these really nice jackets. They're gonna have my face on them. You know? like, <laughs> like, you're gonna love it. <laughs> exactly. It, it's it's like when uh, in the Batman games where you see all the two faced villains. Yeah, have, like, half they have to sh- wear half their jumpsuit. <laughs> is like all half, fucked up. Yeah, and the other half is all shiny. Yeah. And Enough, yeah like i fucking hate putting this thing on <laughs> god damn it yeah that's very true and i mean tim burton loves that shit too mm-hmm. he, this gotham is the best interpretation of gotham i think i've seen on film as to where you know Zack snyder's shit was just new york or whatever yeah. and then fucking uh who who did it beforehand? What is his name? Uh, Interstellar Man. Nolan. Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Right. Yeah. His Batman was Chicago because that's where Christopher Nolan is from, and True. so he loves Chicago. But this this Gotham is fucking so dope. Where it's like this neo noir, mm-hmm. like like 
detective kind of like 50s right era but then there's also like prince music bumping through yeah. like beatboxes and and it, it's like that world we like where the technology like of cars and phones and things haven't advanced but uh-huh. everything else kind of has yeah, right? exactly yeah. oh uh, speaking of music and uh stuff i didn't know that this is where part of our intro came from yeah the batman <laughs> yeah. where you said gentlemen let's broaden our minds and yeah. i was like where Lawrence? the fuck yeah i was like where <laughs> the <laughs> fuck have i heard that before and i was asking amber and i was like it's got to be like tiktok or something she's like i've never heard that and i was like <laughs> what the fuck and it even starts a party of music yeah, so that's yeah. why it's such, so fucking just yeah, and that's where I got our mm-hmm. intro from. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Batman. It's Jack I Nicholson. It. So let's all just take a moment for you in real quick. Just fucking way to go, dude. Way to you know, just good job with all the things you've done for this podcast Thank so you. far. Honestly. Thank you. Y'all, new audience probably don't know, but he fucking makes the music. He edits this shit. He fucking pretty much picks most of the shit we even talk about most yeah. of the time. So I made our album cover. He made our fucking, he draws all of our fucking artwork and album covers. He is literally the reason this exists. He's, he's the reason we me. breathe. <laughs> Sorry, he, I was just throwing that out there. What'd you say? <laughs> I said he's mean to me. <laughs> I am mean to you, you fucking idiot. He started this party and he's been hosting it like a champ. So <laughs> He's a joke. Thanks, Thank bud. You. Thank you, Hello. guys. Oh, so, thank you, man. You're thank no, you. you're no joker, man. Thank you. Yeah, his I... name is my name too. <laughs> um, but yeah, the we've we've pretty much talked about all of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. Do you guys want to talk about Returns? Returns. Mm. Um, this is like I said, where suddenly Batman is not even kind of the focal point, right. mm-hmm. and Tim Burton's more interested in the cat and the penguin. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Uh, I love this movie because we have the four animal totems. We have yes. the bat, the cat, the penguin, and the Shrek. And, uh, <laughs> the Shrek was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, so glad course. Shrek was made a cameo in this movie. It's really yeah. awesome. No, but how do you guys feel about? Fucking this brand new character, Max Shrek, played so, by Christopher Walken. I was very upset because as soon as I heard his name Shrek, I was like, these motherfuckers are going to talk about Shrek on the fucking podcast. <laughs> Get your game on, go play. Let's go. We're Shrek in here. Yes, it's Shrek time. Um, no, I just, I was so confused by it in a way because I was like, all right, I know who the big lead villains are in this movie. It's... Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman and Danny, Danny DeVito is the Penguin. And I didn't even, I felt like I'd seen this movie, but as soon as Christopher Walken was on screen, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who's this mad like, scientist right man? I was yeah. like, how is he going to fall into the <laughs> schemes of all these things? And so, yeah, it kind of amazed me that he pretty much has nothing to do with Batman the entire movie. He literally is just an antagonist to Catwoman the yeah. entire time. He's just a bad guy. <laughs> he is just it's a almost bad like. Guy. Uh, Tim Burton wanted to make a point about like corp like evil corporations yes. at this point or like evil CEOs was like something he was like I need to have like show that CEOs are bad people sometimes you know so the element of that character being necessary to this movie at all was originally going to be Billy D Williams as Two Face oh because oh, okay. Billy D Williams is obviously Harvey right. Dent yeah. in the first I, that's movie. what I thought was going to happen I thought Two Face was going to show up because Apollo I didn't remember this movie no, completely right? Lando. Oh, he's Lando. Yes, Lando Calrissian. No, who is um, Apollo Creed? He's. I'm genuinely getting those actors just mixed up right that's now. That's the man that's in the Mandalorian movie or show. He's okay, Apollo I'm, Creed. I'm trying to think what that actor's name is. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut it off, but I was literally like, "Isn't that who that is?" But okay, so it's the actor that played Lando Calrissian. Yes, mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams is Harvey Dent. Um, and Carl Weathers. Fuck. Yeah, Carl Weathers. That makes sense. That makes me mad. Anyway, um, and so Max Shrek was created, and all this extra stuff was implanted into this movie because Warner Brothers realized that 
Two Face was about to be a black man, and they're like, "Actually, can we not do that?" <laughs> oh wow! And so they paid Billy D. Williams to not be in the movie, and Marlon Wayans was going to be Robin. Wow! Wow! So well, and so that was planned for the third movie. No, that was planned for this movie. Batman Returns. So Marlon... Harvey Dent was eventually going to be a villain in this movie, and they yeah. were like, oh, can you yeah. not, please? <laughs> Got exactly. You. That's and then crazy. They, Tim Burton casted Marlon Wayans as Robin. And so that's why Batman's hardly in this fucking movie, is because so much of the script was written about him and Robin dealing with other shit, like training, alongside while Catwoman was becoming Catwoman, Catwoman. and Penguin was doing mm. his running for mayor. And so... So not only did they force him to make this movie in the first place, but then as he was trying to make it, they're like, yeah, but can you not make it like that? Can you yes. make it? And so they paid <laughs> Billy D. Williams and Marlon Wayans to not be in this movie. Fuck. That's just disappointing. I know. And so if you if you were to Google Robin action figure Batman Returns, it has a high top fade, but it's painted like a white man. Oh, no. They just painted him white because around the time, I guess, the Robin cartoon the Robin in the cartoon was about to show up. So that explains so much of why I felt a little bit of uh, negativity, offness or whatever about this film. I feel like it would have been a more complete film if they just let him do it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it would also have been probably a three hour movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> Very possibly. Yeah. Cause like suddenly so much is baked into this movie with, oh. so was, was the penguin still always a plan in all of that? Yes. Answer your knowledge. So all, every element we still got. No. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So Paul Damon brought up the figure. Yeah. 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 I mean, you've seen okay. yeah. Yes. Wow. He has, yeah, African-American features. A, that is a high, a high top, top fade. And then he's a white man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, like, I was like, no way. And then I, I zoomed in and I was like, oh. Yeah. Can you, so imagine a world where Marlon Wayans was, was Robin. Robin. How fucking dope would that have been? That would have hit the same kind of strides that like um, fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it would have been that kind of like 90s like, you know, attitude and like that would have been so fucking and sick. It, and it would have worked so perfectly for what we've seen is Gotham, which is a kind of a multicultural cesspool of a town or city yeah. place, you know? And so, I mean... It, it has to go with the times, and I feel like that's something we. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more now. You know, is, yeah. is that kind of yeah. So fans recasting have, of characters. Have, so people have gone back and repainted the figure to be African American. <laughs> that's so. That's what Paul Damien has found. <laughs> that's the Marlon Wayne. <laughs> um, that's really cool, though. I know. You know that people were like, "No, fuck that." Yeah, we know how it should have been. This is how we're gonna do it. Exactly. You know? that's, and that's so cool. there's a there's actually a comic book going on right now. And the the co the covers are by um, Joe Quinones, who mm -hmm. who did uh, Howard the Duck with Chip Zdarsky, oh. mm -hmm. and for a long time he's been doing fan art of Marlon Wayans as Robin and Michael Keaton as Batman, and just all this. Those stuff. are obviously his Batman movies, right. right? Yeah. So right now they're doing a comic book, and I think he's doing the covers, but Marlon there is an African American Robin, it, and I don't think they're meant to look too much like the actors because I think that would be a touchy yeah. area yeah. of like licensing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But it, it looks pretty cool. It's meant to be the spirit of these movies in comic book form, gotcha. which is kind of cool. Matt, how did you feel about uh, Christopher Walken as Max Shrek? I I liked him a lot. You did. Um, I liked that he was just this random, like I said, bad guy, just yeah. kind of <laughs> hanging around. Uh, he he's not really 
out there to to do bad stuff but he's he's just a selfish uh douchebaggy kind of person and i like the way he he in inadvertently mm-hmm. creates catwoman how did you feel about yeah. uh fucking catwoman's death selena's death it was it was funny to me was I, funny, yeah. I rewound deaths? it well the first death Okay. The where birth, she falls yeah. through the her. birth of Catwoman. Yeah, the birth. Of I rewound it because I had my headphones deep in my ears, mm-hmm. and the the th- I know it's like you know green screen or not even green screen. It's just superimposed like images on top of each other where she's falling, and it looks all goofy. But the sound, the sound mm-hmm. design of her ripping through the multiple mm-hmm. uh, awnings was so fucking dope. And then the the final Actual land, slap, yeah, yeah they I was did like, a good job. oh. That was kind of sick, and I rewound it and watched it again because it sounded and looked so fucking interesting and cool, you know? So the way I interpreted that was that she fell through all this stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, that was kind of funny. Like, she Mm -hmm. just fell down all this stuff. She didn't actually get hurt, and then all the cats kind of just show up, and I'm like, all right, I guess that's her going crazy and becoming Catwoman all of a sudden. But I didn't view that as a death. Yeah, but I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she started um. getting eaten by the cat. Well, no, that for, I love that they how they got those cats to come up to her because the first one that we really see come up and like get in her face, they obviously put like a treat under her <laughs> yeah. upper lip or something yeah. because it literally comes and comes up under her upper lip and grabs something and then runs off. Yeah. So I was like, they that's how they got them to like do that effect, but it honestly worked so well that it just comes and like literally like gets in her mouth and it's like, oh, it's spreading its spirit into <laughs> her. Like it's giving her the cat spirit, you know. Um, and so that's what I kind of imagine. Not so much eating her as so much as they're like injecting her with cats. Yeah, the cat venom it also got me that throughout the film she's like keeping track of how many lives she yeah yeah it's so cool i thought that was a great theme yeah (laughs) it's so cool i love it it's so weird and it's it's well yeah and i don't know if any of y'all have seen the halle berry Catwoman movie but it followed this theme of like how she becomes it and they're the only two Live action. Well, and and but even I looked into it, and her comic book origins are nothing like this, and have never really been told directly like this. So it's like the cinematic version of her chose to be like, no, nah, she gets injected with cat spirit, and that's how she becomes yeah. the, the Catwoman. Yeah. So that 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 was a script that was hung over from these movies. Oh, really? They were going to make a Catwoman movie, but it went through so much development mm-hmm. hell that when it finally ended up where it did, it was just so much like the. Batman Returns, you know what I mean? Ten years later. There would have no way it had ever been Michelle Pfeiffer because she she hated that costume more than you you could ever imagine. (laughs) So she would have never put it back on again, especially to do an entire film. (laughs) That's true. She didn't make it herself. Also, uh, I don't know if y'all noticed, but I mean, uh, one of the logos for fucking, I guess, Max Shrek's company was like a little cat logo. I know. Mm -hmm. And so when Catwoman fell, she fell through the awnings, which all had the cat logos on it. So it was like the cat's kind of saved her life oh yeah i mean that's kind of true it didn't it broke her fall enough from like to yeah. destroying her body beyond yeah. use yeah uh the multiple times where she comes home where she's like oh that's right i'm not married or whatever yeah. and then the second time she comes home and she's like fucking dragging everything and she's walking by uh, it's so cool she did such a good job she makes the hello there into hell here yeah <laughs> she breaks oh. the t and the o <laughs> Fuck. And I, I loved exactly. I actually really enjoyed that sequence a lot where she destroys her apartment and kind of rearranges it to get this now like insane. You know, it's it's Tim Burton doing it's what Batman. Vi- yeah, Batman villains almost in a more honest way to what yeah. they are, at least for her side, yeah. which is where they've gone from being a completely sane person to a completely crazy person and are even willing to flip their whole environment to reflect that. You know, also, I mean, that's that's Gotham for you. Yeah. How amazing is it that <laughs> that's she, Gotham, baby, she cut up an entire leather jacket, re-sewed it all together and went out for a night of of crime fighting or you know messing around on the same evening that that's, is 
that's a workaholic. That's cat energy. <laughs> just to just to like she's she's destroying her apartment and she's like, and I got a spray paint can. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and just black spray paint all over the walls. Yeah. yeah. Um. So where I think Catwoman is pretty dope in this movie, Penguin is. A cartoon absolutely mm-hmm. from start to finish too yeah. like i think he's intentionally meant to not be taken seriously even though he's like the grossest most seriously looking thing we're looking at the entire fucking movie and i hate it i danny devito that's what you have to give everybody from batman 1989 to 1992 everybody but michael keaton is giving like their 110 percent performance right. i think michael with, keaton even is it's I, just he doesn't have a lot to play with. with work with yeah i mean he is doing with what he's got but i mean the villains specifically were obviously cast to be the most charismatic and focused points especially mm-hmm. the actors chosen for them and danny devito brings the energy as this version of the penguin he is but beyond all that i fucking hate it i don't want to look at him (laughs) i fucking hate the costume design i don't like i just i hate every i hate the fucking little flipper fucking hands they gave him just everything about this choice of the character and he and i feel like once again it's tim burton intentionally not spitting in the face of what these characters were originally meant to be but we see the part where they offer him a cigar and he sticks it in and he spits it out of his mouth and that's being like this is not Oswald Cobblepot as y'all know him this is yeah. my Oswald Cobblepot yeah. he doesn't smoke cigars he's not a businessman he's a creepy little fish person or you know yeah. bird person yeah how, how did y'all like <sighs> um, in, in the three year difference that these movies came out how did y'all like the advancement of like their uh, of like effects in general because I, there was a good difference mm-hmm. in the effects from the first movie and the second movie i didn't notice too much because it felt like both movies were very much of the idea the mm-hmm. era right. you know what i mean even though i have seen batman 89 two million times before i i still felt like batman returns was exactly its sequel the other half right. of the coin yeah, yeah. As far as effects go, I I wasn't paying particular attention to either movie, mm-hmm. but I did catch where they would do an effect, and you kind of look off in the distance, and there's a bit of a cartoonish look to certain things. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. That really got me. Yeah, <laughs> there's um two different burned victims in these movies. The first one where Joker electrocute handshakes that one man, oh, yeah. and then the second one where Max Shrek gets electrocuted and then put underneath the rubble. The Max Shrek one looks hilarious yes it does and then the joker one looks fucking terrifying right um but there's (laughs) another contrast that we can do is Uh in both movies they showed the uh, batmobile armoring up oh that's right and in the second movie is they make a fact to show every little detail when the armor goes on to the point where you know they it's almost like they were trying to show how much how much further they've come. The CGI, mm-hmm. you know? they're like, look what we can do now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was another one of those Batman gadgets that, uh, like, he kinda... just becomes a roly poly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's this one where he, he, he has this guy and he's like shooting flames or something ridiculous. Oh, he's and like that the stomper Batmobile, that like the pushes itself up, stops. And then it lifts itself up on one rotating little center like pole. Yeah. Slowly turns around and is just like, I got you. Yeah, and then just a it. flame ball shoots out the back and ignites the guy with the, the that flame That part ball. was so fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was, I was, oh dude, God. I was in this movie, dude. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Oh, man. But once again, I feel like that's something you would have seen in Adam West Batman do. You True. Know, his Batmobile have like this quirky way to just turn around. It's the, it's the silly, you know, gad, uh, belt of gadgets. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. I think that's where all that comes from. Batman would have just 
done a slide or yeah you know, for sure knock or not even or, killed the guy yeah. he would have done the electric slide i love how his bat wing or is gets used against him the the yeah. the, the what are they batarangs the batarang. yes, <laughs> yes. how the exactly. fucking joker or the penguin gets a hold of it and just like beats a woman with it or something like yeah I, I thought that was so fucking hilarious you know like, how do you guys feel about uh first of all let me say real quick uh, it feels like Jack Nicholson reprises this role in The Departed because yes. he's like a charismatic, crazy person. Mm-hmm. And then, Mom boss. Yeah. And then Danny DeVito reprises his role as a penguin in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's like a crazy, creepy little pervert man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's so true. And these are like the only roles where Danny DeVito plays this character. Same thing with Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Like the only unhinged like big role that he did he wasn't charismatic like this. He was in The Shining where he was just straight up a madman, yeah, you know? true. So I don't know. Like those, it's funny that at, in later in life, they reprise these kind of same temp, <laughs> same roles in these other places. That's so true. And Danny DeVito has been doing it for like 20 years or like 15 years now. It's yeah. Frank. <laughs> he loved his, his version of the Penguin. He's like, I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, fun, fun. Um, fun flax. Fun fact, fun uh, casting. The Penguin's dad in the intro is played by Paul Rubens, who is uh, Pee Wee Herman. Oh. And then- I thought wow. he looked familiar. Yeah. And then one of the clowns, the tall, skinny one, the one that hacks uh, Batman's Tesla, uh-huh. <laughs> um, is Doug Jones, who goes on to play like Abe Sapien and the fish man in- Oh, uh, very cool. Shape of Water. You know, he's-, he's I thought a, he looked familiar. He's in Pan's Labyrinth. He's the- He's the <laughs> oh, I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like all these things were obviously heavily done up in God damn it. Oh, my God. Matt, do you have to leave? It is about that time. All right. So okay. I just okay. thank See you guys for having out. me on. It was a good time. Thank you, Matt, for well, being here. Yeah, we're going to continue on without you. Yeah. Just and to uh, let you know. I want to yeah. let you know, uh, just thank you for your service. Oh, Matt. man. <laughs> do you want to rate the movies real quick? Uh, yeah, yeah, rate them. So I it's out of five, so you can do like one point, you know, yeah. whatever. Wow, shows what he's gonna out do. Out of five, okay. Um, I'll say I'll give the Batman Returns a three out of five. A three out of five, okay. And I will give Batman a four out of five. Hey, nice. okay. okay. I, I think that's admirable. But I think yeah, that makes thank sense. you. These were uh, a lot of fun to watch, and it was a good time. So, thank you guys. See you. Well, thank you for watching with thank the watchers. <laughs> Yes. Be safe. Thank you for your service. Leave. <laughs> bye bye. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Bye. Thank you for your service. Is he on? We're back. I think he left. All right, I think he's gone. All right, we're good. We're we're back, but All he's right. not. Is his mic Batman? on? Batman? Yeah, his mic's, his mic's His mic's not on. All right, yeah. we're good. Cool. I disconnected his Ooh. headset, too. Whoop. And it sounds way better for us. Yeah. Nice. It does. It does. It does sound better. Here we are. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> let's get back to Batman. Um, so, I'm, uh, yeah, just the fucking penguin in this movie is horrifying. Uh, he has hordes of penguins with him. He has clowns for some reason with him. There's even like a Chapukin mm-hmm. monkey. Who was apparently terrified of him. It was all very hard for them to get shots with that monkey because it was so scared of how Danny DeVito wow. looked that they were having a fuck of a time getting it to perform. So which just hilarious. shows how scary he was. Yeah. yeah. You spoke a little bit on how little Batman was in this movie. Yeah. How'd y'all feel about not Bruce Wayne, but Batman's dialogue in this movie? Because it actually wasn't very good either. 
Really? I mean, there's some kind of like I mean quirky one-liners that he yeah. had mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed, but other than that, it was like really lacking. It just Yeah, I mean, I think that just goes back to the disinterest yeah. in mm-hmm. Batman that this these this especially Batman Returns has. Mm-hmm. Um and the fact that a lot got left on the cutting room floor of even the right. screenplay getting yeah. hacked and slashed by the executives and being like, "No, we don't want you to be as uh uh, what am I saying? Experimental with the story right. as you're even trying to be. So you need to rein it in a little bit there, Mr. Burton, you know? Yeah. It's it's interesting because mm-hmm. you're right. Like, there's the, the whole part where he rips his rubber mask off and yeah. Max Shrek is like, whoa, this is a Batman. Yeah. That's my best. Bruce, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed it's like the, the Batman? Bat- yeah. <laughs> like he asked the dumbest question ever. Yeah. Um, well, because I mean, I think earlier that night there was a what was it, a masquerade ball? Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, oh, true. He could have just been planning on. Oh no, but they both showed up, mm-hmm. not dressed as these characters. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that that's kind of a a neat little trick that they did there, huh? Mm-hmm. Where it's like show up to a masquerade ball, they're the only ones not wearing masks because right. they have to go put on their costumes later. Well, I like it's because Batman is his real identity. Yeah. And, he, and his and mask Bruce is Wayne Bruce Wayne's is facade, the mask. which there's another thing in Christopher Nolan's Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayne does the same thing in that movie mm. where he doesn't wear a mask to a masquerade party because that is Batman's secret identity. That's you a know? good call. I wonder if that's in a comic book somewhere because that just seems like too good of a thing for them to both co-opt. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Honestly, if I saw that guy walking around the masquerade, I'd be like, that guy's kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't get the memo, yeah. asshole. And then he'd be like, "Well, this is my party, and I own half the city." I believe. Like, well, you made this party have a very specific theme, and you made I, all of us follow it. So <laughs> it's kind of shitty. You get to just be you. Right. <laughs> um, Fucking. Um, there's a part where they're dancing at the masquerade ball. Yeah, and they realize who, who they each are. Other are. And she says. Oh shit! Does this mean we have to fight now? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was hilarious. It's so good, mm-hmm. dude. This movie. There was a lot of good, like little one-liners like that. Mm-hmm. Did y'all notice any that y'all liked specifically? I want you to that? to say the one that you're thinking of because I can't think of any. Okay, no, there's one where um, uh, Catwoman is about to fight Batman, and she says something like, uh, "This kitty's hungry," and he's like, "Okay, we'll eat floor," and he like oh. <laughs> slams her down onto the floor. And he says, high in fiber. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Yes. How did I miss this? I remember that. And that, as soon as I heard that, I was like, that's the one I wanted you to get the audio for, but I just forgot to ask you. Fuck, we need eat floor. Yeah. Yeah, just... Eat floor. Ah! High fiber. Oh, you should have gosh. it by... Honestly... <laughs> no spoilers, but the next Batman movie we watch better ha- say "Eat Floor" somewhere. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about predictions. I mean, this will be post mm-hmm. the movie coming out, but next right. week we are going to be covering the Batman, mm-hmm. which has three of these characters reprise or three of these characters coming back mm-hmm. into that movie: fucking Catwoman, Batman, and and the Penguin. The 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 three main animal totems because yeah, Shrek has true. been co opted by Michael right. Myers now. True. What if we got him too? If Mike Myers just showed up, he's like, this is my swamp, and he's talking about Gotham. He's like the big mafia head. Gosh. Let's clean the swamp. Let's clean the swamp. God damn it. That'd be pretty good. Uh, But I mean, I feel like everything that we've seen so far in the trailers, because it's a three fucking hour movie. Oh, God. Everything Uh we've seen so far in the trailer, first 45 minutes to an hour. No. Maybe an hour and a half. I think it's just 
sprinkled along the movie. Because like, you think what? so? I don't think the this whole movie. Yes, because I don't think this movie has anything to hide other than whatever the Riddler's doing, mm-hmm. and that's going to be yeah throughout the whole movie. I'm I'm surprised. I feel like I'm, well, I mean, I feel like Oswald Cobalt's part is going to be very small. Oh, you don't think he'll be throughout yeah, the movie? Exactly. Oh. So then I feel like that's just going to be leading into the Riddler. Mm-hmm. I see. I I always saw Oswald as being the the bankroll behind Riddler. True. I'm he sure he'll be still well. be incorporated, yeah. but I bet like the things we've seen of him like running away from Batman and getting blown up and stuff is probably the first like, oh, look how badass this iteration of Batman is mm. in our introduction. And then it'll be mm. like, but now look how easy it is to mess with his psyche when we get the Riddler side of things and like how much he can be out detected by someone in a way, I guess, yeah. you know, which the Riddler, Mike, sorry. the Riddler, I think the Riddler is a perfect um antagonist to batman like nowadays because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of background like as uh, or like a lot of things to compare him to Mm -hmm. in cinema other than jim carrey's riddler right you know what i mean that's very good call and so it's a really good time to insert this character back into uh the cinematic franchises and they did play with the character in Gotham as well. Like that series yes. ran with Ed Nigma and his, like his origin story. Right. And I actually really enjoyed that actor kind of taking on the role. He's so the actor from Accepted, I think so. Yes, the the crazy kid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who is he could like blow stuff up with his mind. Yes, yes. Oh, Accepted. Yeah. Or, uh, is it acceptance or accept? It's accepted. It's accepted. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's hilarious. Corey Michael Smith is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean this is this is a really good to just inject into like the the mass media. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is the perfect character, especially because we we know Batman can fight, you know. Right. We know all that, but this isn't something that's explored too much as far as Batman goes. So right. I, I'm really excited. My only for worry it. for the Riddler character is that I like him being like a more quirk, like not like Jim Carrey's like the other complete end where it's right. like pure quirk and like look how silly and wild I can be. But I like the idea of the the Riddler being that more kind of like a like a Mad Hatter in the mm-hmm. way, even though that's a, little, a different Batman. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in that sense of like being kind of like crazy in the head and that's why he likes the idea of riddles because they're like fun for him you know mm-hmm. i just feel like this one's going to be a little bit too doom and gloom mm-hmm. in the sense and, you know i see oh, paul dano bringing on the real droll real monotone just like what do you think bat you know just uh, so that's you know i would i would want a little more char- charismatic attitude out of right. them than what we're probably going to get i'd want more jack nicholson's batman out of them than we're probably our joker than we're probably right. going to yes. get um, but I still think I, I honestly love Paul Dano. I think this is a good role for Robert Pattinson to potentially take on. So I'm I'm just really interested to see how they're gonna really piece all these things together. I was surprised that Catwoman's obviously gonna play so much more of an important role than I kind of expected. I was surprised it's she was interesting a, that it's so early on. And I was surprised she's in the movie at all, to be completely frank. Right. Like I didn't expect like so early on in I guess because this is supposed to be almost Batman year one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it is interesting. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know is it kind of batman year one or is he they're not kind of they have they said anything about how far he is into it it's probably like batman year 1.5 it's me feeling like matt reeves can't tell a story without there being a romantic angle to it at some point you know like he had and that really pisses me off uh, about every single war the plan our planet of the apes movies has some kind of relationship in them if it's not the apes it's literally or the people it's Mm -hmm. literally the apes dating in it you know so i feel like he needs that I think that's most the films. love angle. Yeah, I mean, but I appro- I always appreciate ones that don't feel the need to have that. 
you know, you know, like you don't need to romantically incline. Like, but how not... easy would it be to have Catwoman in the story, but her and ba- Bruce Wayne not having, like, or her and Batman not having whatever romantic, obviously, right. stuff we're gonna. I know for a fact we're gonna get in it, you know. But on top of that, there's even movies where it's like, oh yeah, they're married, but we're not gonna focus on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many movies that are like, oh, but look how in love they are, and. Now they're both going to fight aliens, you know? And it's, oh, like Mr. You know, and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah. Return of the Aliens. Guy. Return of the Aliens. <laughs> like it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Alien yeah. versus Smith. Yeah. 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 It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Alien. Um, <laughs> and so I'm really, uh, genuinely, I'm worried that she's going to be in the movie more literally just for that. To be like... That's interesting. I really hope not. I mean, and I hope not, but I'm is, worried for that. This movie is... Mysterious to me. I what if have they no don't, idea. What if they don't see each other till the very end, and any interact interaction we see with them together in the trailer is just that's like the last five seconds. I'm, well, <laughs> from what I understand, she's not even actually Catwoman in the movie. She's oh, just really? Selena Kyle, a thief. Oh, she's Catwoman. Yeah, no, right. she's Catwoman. like become. She's, she's like in the origin. She's not going to yeah. be wearing a Catwoman costume. Uh, arguably, she's Catwoman. I mean, yeah. yes, obviously, yes. but she's not, hasn't taken on the mantle and isn't going around being like, I'm Catwoman now. Yeah. yeah. There's I don't no know. mantle to take on. She's Catwoman. I, I feel like we're too, we're too far from this now. We're yeah. this, this realistic look at Batman. I and, don't... and Nolan already did it in a yes, way. So it's like, why can't we did. go back to the quirk, you know? I mean, or not even the quirk, because even like Ben Affleck's Batman was, I think, the truest interpretation of comic book batman yet i didn't even like it i know no one did. It's, <laughs> and it's bad yeah. you're right but like but the, i blame i blame ben affleck more than no i blame zack snyder. i blame zack, zack snyder. snyder too i mean i mean i don't know i mean obviously it's zack snyder's fault but i just i didn't like ben affleck he needs to leave the batman in general as batman like as soon as i saw that they he was casted as batman as bruce wayne i was like eh yeah, that doesn't I mean, sound that was cool. everyone's. Mm-hmm. That does not sound good at all. So I mean, um, imagine back in 1989 when they were like, "Hey, you remember Beetlejuice? That guy's Batman now." People that sounds like, cool. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that was the studio. They were like, "I don't. Why? Are you sure?" Yeah. And they're they were like, like, "Give him less screen time in the second movie." <laughs> yeah, they paid him, like a <laughs> shit ton for Batman Returns too. Tim Burton was like, "Oh, um, I know who's gonna play Batman," and they're like, "Who?" And they're like, "Did you see my movie Beetlejuice?" They're like, "Alec Baldwin, perfect." perfect <laughs> and then he was like no no no, no. the short demon guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the really little annoying one yeah that one yeah. <laughs> you have to say his he name had, three times batman the, batman batman <laughs> he has the devil's eyebrows you know him <laughs> <laughs> the devil's eyebrows it's like no that guy should be the joker he had green hair and white skin no 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 bat he's batman i promise <laughs> jack nicholson <laughs> he's a bad man <laughs> we're thinking robin williams <laughs> Did you see uh, Kubrick's last thing? <laughs> that's that's the Joker. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know the Batman. I um, here's the funny thing. Are you excited at all? Well, I'm I'm interested to see what the fuck it is. Yeah, fair enough. Because I don't know what it, what the fuck it is. Well, I was gonna say to go back to these two. Though, the mm-hmm. funny thing is, is like I don't know if I'll ever watch these movies anytime soon again because. Right. For someone who has now pretty much only been exposed to Batman through Christopher Nolan and Zack Snyder and that, you know, I never really watched these films beyond Batman and Robin quite a bit when I was young, but I think that's arguably probably the worst of these series, right? Oh, really? Batman and Robin? Yeah. So I've seen the low, you know, I I didn't, 
like adore these that's like films. One of the most, that's like the quirkiest one. I too. can totally understand why people loved them when they came out yeah. and that they were so different than anything that was probably coming out at the time. And exactly, you know, Jack Nicholson's performance as the Joker is so amazing. I mean, everybody really brings on these incredible roles. But these movies aren't exactly for me either because mm. the entire time I was just kind of like, can't take this seriously. You know, it's like if, I always want something I can at least take a little more seriously. I guess even in my... Uh, comic book stories or like my superhero stories i want a little bit of like level of seriousness that i can take to it i think that's why i also didn't love shazam when it came out is mm. that i feel oh, like it didn't okay. do a good enough I've job balancing the fart jokes and the actual action and you know seriousness tone that it was trying to take so as good as i think a lot of the performances in were these they're not really like my batman movies i think yeah. i would still go back and watch the nolan series before i'd watch these two again you know i think so, these two are Far better than anything Nolan's made, yeah. in my opinion. Honestly, and, but yeah, but I do think Heath led. That's the problem with these Jokers now. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with all these Jokers now, <laughs> is they're so fucking good, but they're in movies I don't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, but I mean that's the problem with any other future Joker as well. It's that these these other Jokers. That are so fucking iconic and so amazing yeah. are in movies people don't really give a shit about anymore, but their names are going to ring louder than yours. Like yeah. if you play Joker in, say, the best Batman movie of all time, if you can't fucking stand up to Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger, it doesn't fucking matter. Or even Joaquin Phoenix now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I like, guess you have to be on their kind of echelon of acting. Yeah, and I guess what I'm even getting at is that, like, I just don't think these movies age super well. Oh, okay. And what I mean right. by that is I don't blame any, what, Generation X, is that what they're called now? I don't blame any younger kid person for not enjoying these films and being like, these aren't my Batman movies, because mm. I understand that... Oh, they're, it's Z. It's Z. Z. Oh, we're X, right? Or yeah. no, X they, was before or us. That's why yeah. I was like, which one are they? The kids being born yeah. right now are apparently Generation Alpha. Oh, Good. We're we're already like starting beta, you know another generation. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of betas. Anyway, no, but I can understand any person under the age of twenty being like these movies are fucking stupid. You know, like right. and I and I would totally respect their opinion of that because it's they're they've they feel like eighties movies. You know, they're so stapled into the time they were made yeah. in that way that I strangely enough I feel like things like Beetlejuice and The Shining rise above the era they were created in but these feel so much more like stapled into the time frame that they were put out in i can understand why people in the late 80s were super into this shit you know right kids in that time uh you know matt actually said that he didn't think that this was really for kids but i think this was literally designed for kids and, and but in a way that adults can also love it too you know so i don't know i think these movies um uh, in exist in a quadrant that is its own because they, they always say the four quadrants yeah. um, which is young women uh older women young men older men and i don't think these movies fit in any of those categories i think these are tim burton movies yeah, yeah like definitely from beetlejuice to edward scissorhands to these two movies mm-hmm. i think they're going to exist in this weird, great pocket of Tim Burton that will never happen again or could never happen beforehand, and they're only there forever. And that's that's why I love these movies is because they're so strange. They're kind of like the definition of a cult classic. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So. It's, it's yeah, no, for sure. Um, I guess let's rate them. Yeah. It's time to rate these, these Ooh, bad It's not okay. too late to do a rate. So who's going first? Okay, I'll go first, apparently. 
Oh, why are you going so, first? Fine. So Batman, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I will go ahead and rate that one. I actually enjoyed that one a lot more. Uh-huh. So I will give that one a four. Okay. And then Batman Returns, I will give that a 3.3. 3. A 3.3. 3. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Just because it was a lot more convoluted and all over the place. Yeah, um, for sure. We talked about it a little bit before, but Batman was way more structured. And honestly, just Jack Nicholson just stole the show for me. So, Yeah. No, I get that. That makes sense. So, I mean, I think we're all probably going to be in agreement that Batman was definitely the superior movie to Batman Returns mm-hmm. in about a million ways. But I, yeah, I'm going to give Batman a 3.5. Okay. And then I'll give Returns a, a 3. Uh, and meaning, I mean, for me, once again, I, these aren't even the best Tim Burton movies out there for right. me, you know, so like, but they are so encased, like you said, into his entire design, especially in this era, because now I that children of pedigrees, children or whatever that movie's fucking called, I guess it's like one of the last live action things he's done. I think it was Big Eyes was the... Oh, I forgot about that. Maybe that came out before. I don't know. Yeah. I don't um, know. But he just really hasn't done a lot of live action since. And I think he's better off delving in the animation world i think mm-hmm. that's where he's I think truly he's only found done success two animated films on top of that and they were stop motion which it was, was corpse bride and uh nightmare before christmas and he didn't even direct nightmare before christmas that's the thing like he's an animated guy that doesn't refuses to do animation at this point i don't know he's strange he he, he just doesn't want to make he looks back oh, at these sweeney movies no, oh, I'm yeah, just he, trying to think of projects of his. Yeah. He did do Sweeney Todd. He looks back at these movies and thinks, oh, God, the practical effects were so bad. I wish I could go back and do it digitally. And everyone's like, motherfucker, that's why we like these movies is because they're all weird and yeah. choppy looking. <laughs> um, there were some digital effects in these movies. Mm-hmm. And there's one at the very beginning of the first Batman movie. And it looks like a a blotch, and it's supposed to be Batman on top of one of the buildings. Yes, but all the buildings yeah. are fake. Yeah, it's so, a drawing over like a still image. Yeah, yeah it looks so weird. It's horrible. It looks like a blob. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna give them both fours. Nice. I love both. Oh, of these nice. Movies. That's a surprise. Yeah, Batman. It reawoke something in me that I forgot I had as a it's child. The bat. And then Batman Returns was the sequel to one of the movies that I rewound and watched so many times beforehand mm-hmm. that I didn't know that could have been in the rotation if my mom had just purchased that VHS. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have just had a you could have had a sequel all yeah. this time. <laughs> I could have I could have watched both of them 400 times. Yeah. So, uh I love both of these movies. They're both unbelievable and um yeah, I give them both a 4 cuz I love them. They're crazy. Great job. Great job. <laughs> Uh, so, as you guys can tell, next week we're going to be talking about The Batman. The Batman. Matt Reeves, Directed Robert Pattinson. Um, fuck. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. I'm... I'm, I'm you, don't, you don't seem excited at all. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm legitimately excited. I think excited. I just discovered that I'm not excited. It's, it's, it's more it anticipation than excitement. Would you even say mm. that? Uh, it's a curiosity. Mm. Well, you know I what curiosity... God damn it. <laughs> My bad. You want to go back here? Let's just do it again. What was it? Uh, anticipation. <laughs> so, <you're> anticipating. <laughs> you know what anticipation did to the cat, huh? It it f- <laughs> Jesus. That's going to be bleeped for sure. Good. Um, <laughs> you guys want to try these sour strips? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about, let's do the sour strips. Okay, so, so what happened? Play the music real quick. 
so I found some sour strips oh, at yeah. a store, and they are tropical mango flavor, which we have not tried. So this yet. is the same brand we've done a couple of times on yes. previous episodes. We're coming back to sour strips. You know, yeah, I always kind of plug them a little bit at sour strips. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's go ahead and open it up. And once again, the flavor is spicy mango. That was that was aggressive. Wait, what's the flavor? It's tropical mango. Oh, okay. <laughs> Slurpy mango. Right, here, here. You got to shake them to get the flavor activated. Take a smack. No, shake them to get the flavor activated. There you go. It's like milk. All right, here, take take a smack. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking hate mango though. Me too. I just recently discovered I that mango. I love mango. Okay, well you can have these. Are we gonna like share them? them? Yeah. Let's just slap the ends of them together. <laughs> almost like battering together. <laughs> we made right. a mess. Cheers, boys. I put the whole thing in my mouth. Oh. Oh. Why is it so sour? I can tell you guys don't like them. <laughs> Do you like them? Mm-hmm. No way. Tastes like mango. Yeah. Look at that angry-ass lemon on the back of the mango. Dude. Well, I want to know. It's mm-hmm. so sour. This is what a mango actually tastes like, too. If you eat a mango, this is what it tastes like. Why is their flavor so easy to mimic? Like, look at things like strawberry, like banana, that they can't get right. Yeah. But mango, here we are. Fucking mango. It's a fascination. Cotton candy. Because that shit did not taste like cotton candy. Oh, God. It tastes like a... Like an expired cardboard box. It's like if I... That someone spilled oil all over. Yeah. Have we tried the cherry flavor? No. So we, there's they, a couple, had a, they had a cherry flavor yeah. there too, but I thought we had tried that no. one. Cherry is one of the ones we've been missing. Mango is one of the ones we've been missing. And then watermelon is another one that's out there in the ether. I think they had that one too. I'd be surprised because it's like well, a... I don't know. It's like a seasonal one they do. Well, like I said, it was right there where we went to high school. <laughs> like right next So Ian, door, you, so. you fucking loved it, huh? Yeah, I, I like this a lot. Yeah, this is my kind of shit right here. So I, guess you're <laughs> I getting, just recently discovered I like mango. You're getting the bag. That's hilarious. So, well, there you go, guys. The mango sour strips taste like, plot twist, mango. Yeah. And another plot twist, they're sour. Surprisingly sour. Um, a bit sour. too much for me. Surprisingly delicious. Sour Strips by Sour Strips. Thank you. Wow, that was beautiful. You know, there was... Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to stop it. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Say what I was going to talk about the comic that we did on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No. I was just saying, there was, there was times where I was reading the comic mm-hmm. and um, fucking... I was listening to like instrumental music and it the mood of the music went with everything that was going on so perfectly and it was just really weird i always read comics while listening to music because it heightens your my reading experience yeah wow yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So uh, follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes below. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's you know where the fuck that is. Um, give us a five star review, and mm-hmm. we will read it on the podcast. If there's anything y'all want to see us talk about or read or anything like that, you know, let us know. Comment below. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that kind of stuff too. Oh, we yeah. have our email. 
or at the time of recording this, we have our email in our description of the show. So you can reach out to us by email. You can reach out to us by giving us a five-star review. And do it. Like I said, if you have questions, you can put mm-hmm. in the five-star review. We will read it. Yeah, you can literally call us all assholes on mm-hmm. the five-star review. As long as it's five stars, we'll talk about it. I don't care yep. if you don't have Apple products either. Go make an Apple ID. Go go to a library. Get on a computer. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not that hard, guys. <laughs> that's right. Borrow your friend's phones. There you go. No. Don't give them back. Yeah, that's Bring a brilliant them. idea. Steal people's Apple phones to then leave us a review. <laughs> yeah. A five-star review. Yeah, fuck them. And fuck then em. return them. There you go. Yeah, if you want, if you want. Wait, well, they got that face ID. You got to hold them down. Yeah, get their face. Make yeah. sure they open their eyes on their own. If you force it, it won't work. Ooh, can you take a picture of their face and then point their stolen camera at your picture on your phone as if it's their face? Can you do that? Do you have face no. ID set up on your phone? It doesn't work like that because um, it detects it depth. Uh, yeah, it's I, a laser. I was kind of, I kind of wanted to test this theory. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But that makes sense. That sounds right. like some Batman ass shit. Okay, thank you guys for being here. All right. Um, say your thing, Kenny. What thing? Bye. We'll Bye. see you then, or we'll see you on another time. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>